reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Lord, you don't mind dealing with this. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. When this is to you, you have one over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. And then I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed. Hypothetical, of course, hypothetical situation where you know the friars were brothers who live in the friary. Imagine, you know, Father Paul doing his stuff in the friary, and Father Carlos, my boss, my pastor, he comes up and he says, Father Paul, you're doing wrong. Tell me, I don't know. 
Shabbat Shalom kids. What this reading is saying is that Father Carlos is doing it lovingly, not because he wants his way, not because he needs control, but because it's a legitimate thing, is doing what God is asking us to do, to help each other become a better Christian. Now, when the other says that, I tell you what I do, I don't necessarily take what they say for gospel, but it tells me to take it to prayer. Lord, if it's really true, I need to call you to improve in this area. This is kind of false. And that way is one of the ways we do mission. We relational people. We learn from one another. And so, moral of the story in your house, or your spouse, or your children even, or your friends, or your neighbors, might try to lovingly point out some faults our job is to consider maybe it's prayer, maybe it's something God's trying to tell us. But I can go further than that. I can say, have you ever invited another person, your spouse, your children, your friends, your boss, your co-worker, to stay and say, hi, I'm trying to be a better person. Help me. Is there anything that you see that I could improve? Powerful question. How often do we ask those that we are in relationship how we can be better people? I think about it. And what a great way to share with another person that you care about their opinion and that you want to be better about and so, today's reading, I challenge you all to help one another become a better person. One of the ways we describe being a better person is to avoid sin. Like I said at the beginning of Mass, I like to talk about that in a much bigger picture. Yes, we should avoid sin, but it is, I think, not a full view of our faith if our only goal is to avoid sin. Again, St. Paul tells us that it's love that fulfills the law. And so, one of the reasons that I like to talk about avoiding sin, and it's contrary to what we often hear taught, even though what we hear taught is correct, you know, I've heard it taught that sin offends God. Sin hurts God, and so we shouldn't do it. Probably true, but if that is true, I think it hurts God more so because He recognizes how much sin hurts us. Okay? We are created as human beings, and human beings amongst all creation are very unique. We are body and spirit, right? And so God's spirit does dwell in us baptism, which is the forgiveness of original sin, and through our prayer and sacraments that grows in us, which is meant to help us be more completely what God intended us to be. Humans with a body, temple of the Holy Spirit, filled with that spirit, and that spirit directs 
gives the wisdom of God to know how to act in a particular situation. And that Spirit gives us His patience to be with people that might need our help. That Spirit gives us compassion. That Spirit helps us love. That Spirit helps us be more like Christ. To be the creation, fully human, that God intended us to be. And so, our goal as Christians is to be fully alive in the Spirit and have that Spirit transform us and shape us to become perfect. Matthew does say we're called to be perfect, but then he goes on, to be perfect means to love perfectly, without selfishness or sin. And so when we sin, sin casts out that Holy Spirit. So God wants to dwell in us, but if you have sin, God doesn't dwell where there's sin. So those parts of our life that are hardened or closed or selfish, they're parts of God's Spirit kind of go in there and work its healing and make our heart more loving. And so, we repent of our sins so that we may grow in the Holy Spirit. We repent of our sins so God's grace may be more efficacious in us. And so we do have a church that has been given authority by God to teach what sin is and isn't, to have confession, to have the sacraments, to have discipline, to lovingly help one another avoid sin, repent from your sins, and be filled with grace so that we, the body of Christ, God's community, can more be like Christ as God intended, to have great power and effect in the world, working by the Holy Spirit living in us to do God's work in the world. And when we pray together and we act together, it's Christ acting in us as much as we allow Christ to live in us. And part of that is to reject sin because sin is negative. So, in conclusion, today sound difficult, but they really are love. We're called to help one another become a better person, to be more alive in the Spirit. We're held, called then to have our families and our church be more alive in the Spirit. And so together, we may be more like Christ. So I challenge you today, reflect upon your lives, what are some of your faults, and continue to ask for grace, forgiveness, to confess through the sacraments, through daily prayer, so that we may grow to become more loving, more like Jesus. And one of the ways that is helpful to do that is to ask for another by coming to church, by approaching church, by open church, and then to give others permission to correct us, to lead us, to hold us up, so that together we can be God's